0: hello and welcome to the debrief for the twenty ninth of july twenty twenty one after bK hecken two Aberdeen nil so it turns out we do lose in Gothenburg occasionally and um a disappointing evening martin but I guess everything has to be seen through the prism of that first leg five one victory
1: it does i mean look it's it's no the result tonight is really disappointing um particularly after last week's performance where we you know we absolutely bro- we, we blew them away in the end um it's obviously it is you know, tonight's performance is disappointing. Tonight's result is disappointing. Um, I think that they proved tonight that they are a, a bit be, a better team than they showed in the first leg. I mean, we were a bit apprehensive ahead of the first leg, and I think tonight they showed that they've got you no, know, they do have some ability, um, and you know, and they, they showed that immediately in the game. I mean, they nearly scored after twenty seconds. That another really good chance where they hit the post and um, really early doors as well. Um, Obviously, you, know, you never want to lose any game, um, and I think I think the you know the game got the game got away from us. I think we had some weird chances, um, and I think that it was you know it was uh, losing two nil was particularly harsh on us. Uh, but yeah, you look at it compared to last week. If you offered me five three on aggregate and you would go through, um, I would have probably snatched your hand off. Given that we've only played two pre-season games um, in, in the build-up to, to kind of get and going.
0: Yeah, totally. I don't think there's any denying that. 5-3 in aggregate is a good win. It's actually a, a very good win. And to win 5-1 last week, I think everyone came away with the wrong impression that that Hecken team were a bunch of jokers. You know, what they are is a team that attacks and makes the game very open. And it seems that that's what we're going to be as well, because... You know, it was very much trying to be in the front foot tonight. It didn't really gel, I would say, going forward for us at all this evening. We did create some chances and obviously had that just incredible miss by Funzo Ojo in the second half. Um, and I think last week again, first match with the fans back in back in the stadium. You can get on a roll and certainly towards the end that was the case and we're very grateful that we did get on a roll towards the end because that could have been quite hairy if that had just been, say, 3-1 in the first leg tonight. But it was an object lesson in, in that old adage at every level, and particularly at European level, you absolutely have to take your chances um, when they're presented.
1: Look at tonight, you know, you've got the Ojo chance, which is the one that we're going to be looking at no, we're going to be looking at for years and years. No, just how the fuck did they miss that? Um, <laughs> there's um, the one by uh, J. Emmanuel Thomas, which I thought was a really good chance that we probably should have scored from. Um, I think those are probably the two best chances we we'll had in the game. Uh, and but there was but there was uh, quite a few other ones as well. You know, we did you know, we had decent chance decent chance at set pieces, just not connect not connecting properly with headers, or you know perhaps we were taking a shot. You no. Know, you know, last week where we you know, like you see, Lewis Ferguson took that shot and got that scored that great goal. A couple of times tonight where we probably could have got a shot off, um, and maybe just so I just didn't didn't I didn't go for it when we should have. So I think you know that's why I do think that you know the result was unfairness because I think we had enough enough chances, but you know it it didn't help when I thought when Emmanuel Thomas went off as well. Um, I don't think that really helped us in it it comes down to something that when we discussed um, the other day on, when we did the preview that as soon as you take no, we're, we're short up top um, and as soon as you take one of Ramirez or, or him out of out of it you're left you're left with looking for something else and, it, and once that change was made um, we didn't really uh, push very much we didn't really look like look like cr- creating or scoring anything uh, which is a worry uh, hopefully he's okay for Sunday Um but you know, again, I can't be too, I can't be too sort of critical or harsh because you know I, I did say when we did the preview that I thought you no, know, you know, the lead was too much and it was insurmountable, um and you no know, thankfully it proved to be so.
0: I can certainly still be harsh, though, Martin. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you speak about um, lacking numbers up top, but I think you know centre half is the other area. And tonight, Roth McCurry was getting caught out quite frequently. Um, during the course of the evening and um, it took a couple of good Joe Lewis saves to to stop us going behind before we actually did um, in the second half and my issue is really if we're going to ask those centre-halves to play so far at the park, be so open with it and leave him quite so exposed, I'm not even convinced that Declan Gallagher's the type of defender that really fits into that sort of scheme either, He, he strikes me, again having not Exhaustively watched him at domestic level But he strikes me as much more of a penalty box defender And um, So I have concerns up front And I definitely still have concerns about the centre-halves After an evening like tonight
1: Oh yeah, definitely I mean, you know, I think you know, it's no secret that there's a lack of pace there And if you're wanting your centre-halves to play like that And you're going to have Brown and you know, A and other In front of him um, So it depends if Gallagher com- comes back And it's McCrory moves into mid- midfield or whatever You've got you know, two centre-halves that aren't particularly quick. Uh, you've got Brown, who isn't particularly quick. McCrory goes into midfield. He isn't particularly quick. So it is a worry um, that that's something that could leave us exposed. I mean, you know, Hayes still has pace. Obviously, Mackenzie and Ramsey are young lads. They've got plenty of pace as well. So on the flanks, we're doing all right. But when you, when you don't have a lot of pace through the middle, that is something that is a concern. And I think that was... You no. Know, not just positionally, but I think that was something that we found we found out tonight as well.
0: The other main concern is is being so open and not being able to take our chances when they come. Great creating chances, obviously, but I just worry that a decent side makes absolute mincemeat of that of that team tonight because it it just seemed like a naive performance in a lot of respects.
1: But I, I, it's hard to it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, you know we've. We've been beaten over the head with you know Aberdeen are going to play you know we want to see free flow and attacking football with young players in the team no you, know, you know, we we've been we've been heard that so much over the past sort of six months um, or since whenever that um mission statement whatever it was called came out um and I think at times you're gonna to have to be a little bit cuter and a little bit clever because as you say you know a, a good a really good team uh with really quick really mobile forwards um which Thankfully, Heckin didn't didn't have um, would have had a lot a lot more joy tonight. Uh, now,
0: because that was Willie Miller's main beef on the radio tonight. I had had the radio on because the stream was as usual a minute behind. So you know, um, his main beef were were far too open, far too defensive for playing away from home in Europe. And as much as you want to be a side that's on the front foot and a side that is demonstrating an ability to create chances and score goals. Surely there has to
1: be a degree of game management. I, I, I would imagine there probably should have been. Yeah, I mean, you know I would like to think I'd be saying that if had we drawn 2 2 or had we drawn 0-0. Um probably not. But yeah, there has to be some sort of some sort of game management coming in. Um I, I Stephen Glass before the game says that you no know, he was going to treat the game, you know, we're not going to you know, take any take it lightly, taking any, you know, Foot off any into the gas. No, he didn't make any changes at all uh, from the start in eleven last week. Um, you know, because he was, he was, he was obviously aware that you know Heck and aren't 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 mugs. No, they're not. They're not some hopeless outfit that you know we would roll over again. Um, but I guess, I mean, potentially, is he thinking that? No, he goes and makes changes and he maybe changes it to 4-5-1 or something like that or anything, even a tiny bit more defensively. He does that and, no, it's going to be, he's going to be hearing it straight away. It's going to be kind of knives out of, you know, negativity or something coming in. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine he he doesn't listen to that sort of stuff. But, you know, after such a positive win last week, did he think that this is, you know, this is the way to go and we could do the same again? Now, obviously I don't have the answer to that, only he knows um, But I do think you're right It is, it is a little bit of naivety Where um, we could have approached the game Slightly differently And I think we you know would have had a, No, I mean it's a positive result we're through But on the night I think we would have had a, a slightly more positive result
0: Yeah I mean the team as a whole The first 15 minutes were very very shaky Then they seemed to get a, a little bit more Of a grip on the game More control of the football definitely was never fluent going forward tonight and, and became entirely disjointed once Emmanuel Thomas was taken off Um, Again, everything through the prism of the fact that we won 5-3 in the first leg and it's a good solid victory over the two games I think um, when the draw was made I thought this was probably a slightly easier game than V-King last year partly based on the fact that we had the home leg we had the two games as opposed to one game away from home It's... um. It's a tie we've got through. It's a tie that a lot of us sat here last week probably didn't know if we'd get through. So we should be very pleased about that. But definitely some concerns arising from tonight's display. And, um, you know, if it wasn't a manager quite so early in this tenure, I think the uh, brickbats would be flying around tonight, absolutely. So, uh, briefly talking about the next round, because I think we all kind of assumed when a draw was made that we'd be heading to Vienna. Um, But we are spared the mid-year puns, because. Buddeblech have um, stunned them tonight, beating them two one at home after drawing one one over in um, Austria. Now, obviously, uh, the sort of the studied, non emotional side of me says they're going to be very dangerous. They just put out a team from the Austrian Premier League, uh, Austrian Bundesliga. They've um, they've gone there. They've got a result away from home and they've completed a job at home. They're halfway through their season. Already four ties through in Europe Danger However On the other hand This is a hell of a chance To get to the fourth qualifying round
1: Yeah it really is I mean you know just, I mean I know, I know you've I know I know what you just said About the mid-Europe puns But I mean there will be one Specific Aberde- um, Austrian based Aberdeen fan Who will be dancing with tears In his eyes tonight Couldn't resist that one Sorry um, Yeah look this team are no, they're minnows. No, we've seen that described as that. They're minnows. No, they weren't expected to get through. Um, I know you said you listened to the radio tonight. I mean, on the, on the red TV commentary, um, Rob McLean sort of was saying that you no, know, Austria Vienna obviously aren't what they were, um, and that obviously shows tonight. You know, I think we did all expect it would have been there. It would have been them. Would have been playing and going to, um. So, uh, it is a little bit. I think probably you no, know, as much as it can be in. Twenty Twenty One with all the kind of Y Scout and YouTube and all the stuff available, um, it's probably a slightly more slightly more step into the unknown, um, for the team. But um, this is a, this is a you're right. It's a hell of a chance. I mean, okay, they will be they're well in their season. They'll be, you no, know, they'll be as as fit and ready as they can be and you know, seasoned. I suppose you would say, um, but it's a hell of a, it is a hell of a chance. You're absolutely right. I mean, you no. Know, You've got to, you've got to be you've got to be confident. I mean, we've only we've only got one game before we play them. Um, we don't hope it done United on Sunday. Another another minnows will be coming up against, obviously. Um, but I would be you no, know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. It's this is a big chance to get you know, get through another stage.
0: But the thing is, don't get me wrong. I I thought the draw full stop represented a really good opportunity because Vienna are definitely not the side they are. Their seeding is really based off being in the group stages five years ago. They finished eighth in the league last year, only qualifying via, and I'm disappointed I I don't have the opportunity to explain to the listeners the wonderful but ultimately completely weird way in which uh, Austria decides their final European (laughs) spot. Um, So this does represent a big chance. And I think the thing about Vienna was they would have expected to get through to uh, to the next round. And I think that, honestly, in Europe does count for quite a lot. When you're up against a team like Aberdeen who have hit that ceiling time and time and time again at this round or this equivalent round, I know it's a slightly different competition, but ultimately we're seeing the same names, the same teams that we used to face in in the Europa League third qualifying round. So, yeah, it's... This is one, uh, and we, we cannot let this opportunity slip by. Anyway, there'll be much more on that tie in the main podcast later on this week. Not later on this week, at the start of next week, um, where we'll also cover, obviously, the Dundee United game. Uh, have a quick look back to events here in, uh, in Gothenburg tonight. Um, speak to someone that was over at the game, a Swedish-based dandy, and um, fill you in on our next opponent, Black. So um, until then, come on you Reds.